What's up, party people? Ain't no party like a Cali Gold party, cause a Cali Gold party don't stop. Pour yourself a glass of that Cali Gold with your boy, Snoop Dogg. Live from the old National Bank State Street Studio. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Carmen and Yurko, Black and Abdallah with us on the other side of the glass. Guys are on the night six to eight after Waddle and Sylvie. We'll cross talk in an hour. Hope everyone's having a nice uh, Tuesday afternoon. 312-332 ESPN. If you want to ring us up, we got a lot of calls on LeBron's pursuit of Kareem. Potentially could happen tonight. He needs 36 points to become the NBA's all-time scoring leader. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is your record holder, and he has been the top dog for 40 years. 38,000. He he broke Wilt's record 40 years ago. And then uh, Kareem played about another five seasons, retired, uh, what, after 87 uh, or after the 88 season. I uh, finished his career with 38,000. 387 points, and LeBron is just 36 points shy of passing that mark. Yurko was crunching the numbers, too, on Luka. We talked about if any active player could chase down LeBron someday, the name we all kind of just immediately went to because of his age and how good he's been is Luka. And, you know, Yurko basically just crunched it as, like, at his current current scoring scoring average, which is 27.43, It'll take 1,459 games to get there. To get to 40,000. Yeah. And LeBron's going to And he's played 311. Right. So, I mean, that's another 1,000 and some games. You know how many career games LeBron's played? 1,408. Yeah. So, and LeBron's averaged 27.2 points per game over the course of his career. He's averaged 30 a game the last two years. <laughs> I mean, he's at 37 at 38. It's kind of incredible. And this conversation has basically just moved into a situation where if you're not a child prodigy, you really have no chance at getting to that number. It's a good point. Because right? like the, the one thing that Luka Doncic yeah. and LeBron James have in common is that we knew at age like 15 and 16 that these two would enter the NBA at 18, 19 as players who were like immediately top 10 guys. That's a good point. Right? Like so you have to be a child prodigy that enters the league almost in your prime to then go on a run to have enough years and points to actually get close. Yeah, you really have to do you have to be one of those guys that comes in as a teenager basically. And you got to be great. LeBron was great the minute he came into the league. Luka's been great the minute he stepped into the league. I believe uh Kanazovic, our European scout yeah, was telling Mario. you about Doncic. Yeah. Like six, seven years ago, right? Yeah. He, was just, he was like a 16-year-old kid, like Chris said. He's my European scout. Yeah. yeah, you know, sometimes he's in Turkey. I hope, he, you know. Oh, boy. If he was there, I hope oh he's safe. God, I, I hope he's safe if he was there. Terrible. Some of the videos, I mean, of just buildings collapsing after the earthquake, terrible. Let's grab more calls. Who should we go? Who's been waiting? I think Nick in Jefferson Park's been waiting for a little while. What's up, Nick? Hey, hey guys. So when we compare, you know, we're, we're talking about LeBron. I'm a LeBron fan, and we compare LeBron and Jordan. Um, I don't see it as a very good comparison. I see more being, you know, being in Chicago. I see it more as Scottie Pippen, and as like if Scottie never went to the Bulls and was by himself uh, in a different on a different team and didn't have um, Superman as Batman, would he become a LeBron? Because he kind of has that. Mm. They kind of have the same skill set, same kind of height and build, and I just think that. Maybe Scotty's so bitter because um, huh. you know Jordan being so good held him back, and he's you know he wants to he wanted to reach his full potential. Do you think I, I'm onto something, or am I, I kind of no, crazy? I mean, I don't think it's crazy. I think you saw on display the years 
Michael was, or the year and a half Michael was retired, how good Scotty was. So I kind of know where you're going, Nick. I don't think he's LeBron good. No. But remember, in 94, Scotty led the Bulls. Scotty could have been the MVP that year, Yerk. Unfortunately, that season ended in a very sad way where he refused to go back into a game, in a playoff game. Tony Kukoc bailed them out. But Scotty was good enough where he was in the MVP conversation that year. He led the Bulls in scoring. 22 ass- points a game. He led the Bulls in, um, I think, assists, steals that year. The only reason he didn't lead them is in rebounds is because Horace was still here. When Horace left in 95, now Michael came back at the end of 95, but in 95, Michael led the Bulls in points, rebounds, assists, blocks, and steals. How about Scotty? Yeah, I'm sorry, Scotty. Scotty did, yeah. Scotty led the team in all five categories. He led the league in steals, 2.9 steals per game, yes. I mean, think about that for a second. So I know where you're going, Nick. I, again, I don't think he's ever would have been LeBron good, no. But he showed you in those two years what he was capable of. He yeah. averaged 22 and 21.4 a game. Yeah, I mean. In those two years. You know, it was sad is, again, just the way, huh, sad, maybe too strong, but just the way 94 ended with, you know, Scotty not going back in. Scotty's averages that year, 94, 22 points per game, 8.7 rebounds, 5.6 assists, three steals a game. That's crazy. You know, and they didn't shoot threes back then. You think if they did, scoring average would be up even a little bit more. I want to see where Scotty finished in the MVP vote that year. Hold on, York. Let me see if I could find the league uh, recap. Wait a minute. Who won MVP that year? Who would, Elijah won? Does that sound uh, right? Houston won two straight championships, right? Yeah. So I would guess Elijah, Elijah won. Uh, why can't I find... Hakeem? Here, uh, here, 93 and 94. Right? Oh, son of a... Son of a gun. Where'd you go, Carl? Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place. Reference, but I'm trying to. F- I just want to find that season. I want to see. Well, all, uh, you, all you got to do is click on that I season. I got it now. 94, 95, or 93, yeah, 94? Yeah, for uh, 93, 94. Yeah, who, who won them? Was that Akeem? Akeem won. David Robinson was number two in voting, and Scottie Pippen was right. three. So Scotty finished third in MVP voting that year. So, you know, he, he was great. I mean, make no mistake. Scotty was a great, great player. Nobody denies it. Yeah. Well, even Michael, even Michael Jordan admits to it on it's his just, day. On his day, when he's getting his uh, Hall of Fame induction, what did he say? I know he said, "I wouldn't be Michael I Jordan without Scotty Pippen." I c- couldn't have done it without him. What else do you it's need? Just, it's just Scotty. It makes it so hard sometimes. Here, <laughs> makes it so hard. I mean, what else do you need? in front of the world? I know. I wouldn't be where I was if it wasn't not for Scotty Pippen. And Scotty's still pissed. Sorry, he doesn't know how to take care of his money. That's not my fault. That's not my fault. If I'm Michael Jordan, that's what I say. I'm sorry. He doesn't know how to take care of his money. Not my fault. So bitter, Yerk. Right? Kim Olajuwon, MVP. Chris Webber, Rookie of the Year. Hakeem did the the double dip. One of the rare players to ever be able to pull off MVP and Defensive Player of the Year in the same year, Yerk. Hakeem did it that year. Michael did that once, by the way. That's really incredible for a guard to do it. I'm not surprised. A guard? I'm not surprised. To be the MVP and the defensive player of the year? Ooh, you know who the sixth man of the year was that year, Yerk? What year? Hold on. 93-94. The 94 Uh, campaign. Sarunas Marcelonis. It was not. He's got a son that plays in the NBA today. Maybe you've heard of his son. Mm. He's got a child. He's got a child. He's got Uh, two sons that play in the NBA. Arvidas Sabonis. (laughs) That's a great is it? No, he's no. got two. Because I love how you go to Don Domitus Sabonis is where Yurko goes. He's got two sons in the league. 
Del, Del Curry was your sixth Del man Curry, of the year that's that year. Right there you go. Let's go to Colin. Seattle. Uh, Del would have been in Charlotte. I would have said yeah, probably you. in Charlotte. In that uh, in that season, I'm not sure Del ever played for Seattle. Maybe. I just threw it out there. Probably Charlotte. See if it would stick. He might have gone to Seattle at one point. I don't know. I don't remember. Collins in Vegas. What's going on, Colin? Hey, gentlemen. How are you today? Great, man. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, so, in regards to LeBron, I mean, kudos to him. Good for him. But I, I, my goodness, I don't care. I mean, it just. I, I've I've been saying for to people for a long time that LeBron should have. He's in the wrong era of basketball. Because I would have liked to have seen him go up against the likes of a Patrick Ewing and Akeem Olajuwon in those days to see. I think that would have shown him to be more of of a role player than actually than than more of the head than than a, than a lead role. Hmm. And you know, and and also in regards to like to the scoring title, I see here you know that that Steph Curry is he's currently thirty ninth. Would he is he too far in the league to? potentially catch uh, the all-time record? I think so. I, I do. I know. Okay. I, I think you're right, okay. Colin. It's just he's, you know, Steph's already at this point, like, what, 32, 34? Steph's 34 years old. So yeah. um, as great as he is, Fair as prolific enough. as he is, and he shoots so many threes, I think that's a little bit too far to go. Thanks, Colin. I think you really got to hone in on one of the young guys, and Lucas seems to make the most sense. Who knows? Maybe Wembenyama someday. You know, like Chris said, you need to be one of those prodigies. Wembenyama seems like he's he could be. You know, we we all know about him. We've all heard about him. Could be one of those young prodigies that comes in and he's just phenomenal from the word go. And if he scores in bunches early on, you know, maybe he's the kind of guy to look at. But you you do you really have to be one of those guys. You got to come in basically as a teenager and and be great. And then you got to have longevity and you got to want to play that long. It's not easy, man, to keep training and to take care of your body. And all those things, like, it is not easy. I don't care what sport you're playing. Um, that takes a real serious mindset and dedication. Nick's and Addison on ESPN 1000 with Carmen and Yurko. What up, Nick? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Uh, Yurk, I just want to say, I remember as a kid watching you on the Packers, and i got to say I hated you just because I hated every Packers player back then. But. I, I appreciate that, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys, a couple callers ago, the guy was trying to compare Jerry Rice to Michael Jordan to LeBron and saying, you know, with the records, what does that say? I mean, it's like comparing apples to oranges at this point. How many wide receivers have we said, oh, this guy's won a Super Bowl? Basketball's different. There's you know, 12 to 15 guys on a team. You get one superstar like a LeBron or a Michael Jordan, he could change your franchise for the foreseeable future. Football's just a different beast. I mean, there's so many 56 guys on a team. All di- different components got to work together. I mean, unless it's a quarterback, it's just a different beast altogether. I mean, how many wide receivers have won an MVP or Offensive Player of the Year? Zero. Just a different uh... animal. Yeah, has a wide receiver never won MVP in the NFL? You might be right. Did, did Jerry never win one? Nick, thanks. Did Rice ever win an MVP award? Maybe not. I, I don't think so. Remember, for a long time, was Super Bowl MVP that they, he was. Yeah, and they still win those a lot. Receivers and, win right, those a lot. Right, but the, Jerry got his Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, he might not have ever right. won an MVP. Award. I don't. I don't know if he ever did. Even the year he had twenty some odd touchdowns, Which I don't know crazy. if he won. Which, what the thing that makes guys like Rice so special, if you ask me, is. When you do look at their careers and understand the era and you start putting it into context, like that's what separates certain guys. Jerry Rice was putting up numbers in an era that was very different. They didn't pass it as much. Receivers didn't come close to putting up the kind of numbers that Jerry Rice did. It's like 
When Yurko talks about Marino coming into the league, Marino was special and was an all-time great because Dan Marino was literally changing the way the game of football was played. He was doing things that no quarterback did. He was capable of doing things that nobody else was capable. You know, nobody else was, nobody did those things. Nobody threw 40 touchdowns. Nobody made back shoulder throws. Nobody completed 65% of their... Like, it, it wasn't happening. He did. Well, like, and whether he completed that many throws or not, because he was more than happy to dump the ball instead of taking the sack. That's true. He was well in advance of being smart enough to know negative yardage killed him. Right. So rather than take a, a, a sack, he threw it at the feet of his receiver. You know, under duress, he'd just get rid of the ball so he didn't take a sack. He gets sacked 15 times, 14 times. You look at quarterbacks now, they get killed. His second year... What he did in his second year in the league where he threw 48 touchdowns. It's crazy. Nobody ever even fathomed that. And it didn't happen again for an extended period of time. Then after that year with the offense they had and with the way they went, then things settled down for him after that. And I think Shula tried to go and with the, the offense coordinators they had. They tried to do different things at that. His time. first five years in the league, he completed 61% of his yeah. passes. When we tell you people didn't do that back then, they, they didn't did do not. it. No. They didn't do it. Yeah. Like, they didn't, nobody threw for 4,000 yards back then. Like, you know, so you. In 4,016, I mean, you, like, you are gunning the ball like, all over the field. And I, so I think you've got to remember that sometimes when you talk about what makes certain players just special and, like, you know, why we consider them the greatest of all time, why Jerry Rice is I mean, the greatest of all time. The skinny time. post was his. That's what I mean. Like, he, they were revolutionizing he, right. football. They, and, they ran the skinny post in the sluggo. There were those two. You run in the skinny post, and all of a sudden you get the fake. The, the corner undercuts it. The safety goes and steps up. And the next thing you know, they're running by you. Yeah. And then he made a great Isotoners commercial, too, yeah. didn't he? I mean, you know. Well, I was, I was talking about Jerry Rice at that point. No, but Marino and Clayton and no, Duper. No, no, you were talking about Rice running the route. Moore, yes. yeah. That Nat Moore of, and those guys. That was yeah. part of Bill Walsh's uh, yeah. offense, right? Yeah. That was like what made them sort of revolutionary. They loved split backs, yeah. too, and they loved yeah. doing misdirection out of split backs. Yeah. And uh, running the fullback across after faking like it was going to be a run play with Roger Craig, and Rathman came up underneath. Everybody's flowing fast. And they were throwing the ball seven, eight yards. You revolutionized Easy offense, completions, man. run after catch. There are two books if you're like a, if an, if you're a, if you love NFL history and stuff like that, and like true revolutionaries in the game. Meller has told me about one and I can't remember the name of it, and I'll ask him. But uh, believe it or not, The Blind Side, the book, is got a big chunk of it dedicated to Bill Walsh uh, and the proliferation of sort of spread out West Coast offenses um, and his passing concepts that changed the game. There's the, the, the really almost like the first half of the book, uh, because it segues into what made Mike, you know, why the left tackle was so important. And obviously, Michael Orr becomes a big focus of it. The movie was only the focus because that's the that's the Hollywood part, Yerk, right? Like, it's easy to make. Yes. It's hard to make a Hollywood movie about Bill Walsh. But if you're a football geek, read uh, The Blind Side if you've never read it. Because there's a really deep dive into Walsh's entry into the NFL, his rather nondescript start in the NFL, into ultimately where it would go. And basically, like, all the great offenses today and all the great head coaches, like, kind of branching off of Bill Walsh's brilliant mind for offense. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Oh, more cowbell. 
Marlon Morris has been waiting patiently. He wants to talk about the Super Bowl. He has. Let's enjoy Cowbell for a minute, though, just for a second. And Will Ferrell standing there, banging it in Chris Catan's ear. Yeah. The Cowbell, I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was Catan, but it was the other guy, the little fat guy. He was the one that was the lead singer. Who was really just... annoyed? Was it Catan or no, was it somebody else? No, it was the, the lead singer that was singing the lyrics. I thought I forget what his Catan. name is. Is that no. not Chris Catan? Well, there's Catan's there. But there's another guy the there, too. the one that was really annoyed? That's yeah. what I'm saying. I can't remember yeah. which character that was. The guy in the middle. And uh, Christopher Walken. Those sunglasses, Yerk. Those tinted glasses oh, yeah. on. I put my pants on, the same as you. Except when I do it, I make gold records. Let's go to Kyle and Morris. What's up, Kyle? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Hey, uh, Carm. Um, LT alum, Jake Elliott. He's going to the second Super Bowl this Sunday. Jake Elliott, uh, that's right, the kicker. Yeah, we uh, we give kickers a hard time, but Jake Elliott is uh, LaGrange's very, uh, Western Springs' very own. He went to LT. Yeah. Yeah, way to go, Jake Elliott. Yeah. So, um, you know, out of all the Chicagoland uh, high school athletes over the years, who do you think has the most uh, professional championships? Out of all you know, the Jake's high school? going to his second. Yeah. Oh, the boy. high school athletes of the all last the 20 years? high school athletes. Over oh, the, yeah. Uh, just the only people that come to mind to me is... Uh, I'm going to say Dwayne Wade. People, Dwayne Wade? Okay, I didn't think of him. I'll think Isaiah Thomas. Uh, he's got he's a, he's a got two, I think. Yeah, but that's not the last 20 years. Isaiah, you got to go back to the <laughs> No, No, like uh, last like forever. 30, 40 years. Oh, yeah, oh. forever. Um, oh, you don't know the answer, though, Kyle? Well, well hold on. No. Know, trivia, you got to know the answer. Right. How many does Mo Cheeks have? I'm uh, asking you guys. Um, all right. Well, let's think about it. Kyle, thanks, man. Terry Cummings. Did uh, well, Candace be... Parker win when she was in L.A.? I don't know the answer to that. She might be the answer. Candace could be. I, could like be. I said, Dwayne Wade's got, what, three, right? Dwayne won three NBA I believe championships? So. I believe so. Um, has there been an Illinois guy that played for New England? Ninkovich has a couple. Uh, yeah, Nink has a couple. Nink's got three. Yeah, two Nink's or three. got three. Yeah, Nink might have three. Nink won three Super Bowls with the Patriots. Dwayne Wade won three. My guy Jerry Harrison Jr. won a World Series. Listen, Remember that, Yerk? Oh, yeah. nine Yankees. Yes, and Ted Peterson. Now you're going to say who the hell is Ted Peterson. Ted Peterson played for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 70s. Okay, he's know. out of Moments, Illinois. All right. He might have a couple. If I don't know if he's got four, if he was there for all four, but he might have the 78 to 79. We could be missing an obvious one. Sometimes right. that happens when, like, when you spring trivia on it. Right. I, I don't know, but like uh, one of those quarterbacks that was winning championships. So Jake you know? Elliott, you want this? You know the story about Jake Elliott. I know he's a kicker. We don't love kickers that much. No, but I is, don't care. He's from I, Western I Springs. I he went to LT. Kickers. He didn't play football, York, until high school. He was, from what I had heard, I know some people in town that know his his parents. Right. He was like a tennis phenom. Obviously, a great athlete. Right. I mean, all these guys are. We say it all the time. Yurko's a phenomenal athlete. He could have been good at any sport he tried. Waddle's a great athlete. This kid, I guess, was like a phenom at tennis, Yurk. And it was one of those weird things where he just went out for like an open tryout. For He also played soccer growing up. Right. He played soccer and tennis. Sure, sure. He went for like an open tryout freshman year because they were looking for a kicker. They needed someone. And the varsity coach saw him and was like, wait a minute, what? And they're like, yeah, you can kick, dude. You got to play football. He played football at LT. Went, I think he went and got a scholarship to Cincinnati, and that's where he kicked in college, right. I think. Maybe Memphis. I don't know. Memphis or Cincinnati. Forgive me. And now he's in the NFL. He's in his second Super Bowl, and he's got a ring. Maybe Beautiful. he gets a second. You got to like that. What a story. Yeah, come on out. Yeah, come to an open tryout. Oh, my God, you can kick. Ted Peterson did have 78 and 79 with the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
Yeah, those were his two Super Bowls. Two? Yeah, yeah, I don't know the official answer to that. My, and, my and guess would be Wade or Nink with three. Because you wouldn't know Ted Peterson. I only no, know because he Peterson. went to Eastern Illinois yeah. and I played with his brother. I don't know that. Name. So that's the only reason I know that he played for the 78 79 Steelers. Yeah. But there's going to be somebody like that that could be from East St. Louis mm. that played somewhere and won a number of championships yeah. that we're not thinking about. Right. Or some guy from Freeport played for the Pretzels, you know, went to Wisconsin. And the next thing you know, he ended up being, uh, you know, somewhere winning championships. Curtis Granderson. How many is Curtis Granderson there? Uh, Curtis was on that 09 Yankee team, I believe, that I was just talking about. I'm pretty sure he was. What about Dan Kelly, the the offensive lineman out of Marion Catholic? He was with Philadelphia for a little bit. I think he may have been with Philadelphia for one of those. I don't know how many he's won. And 17? No, really? I, I think so. I don't know. I mean, I'll look it up, but that's, I think that's the point. We're going to have to look up names. And remember all the great basketball wow. players that were in the 60s and the 70s? Oh, well, certainly. Through the high schools, the 80s. Are you kidding? Come on. Yurk, I think this is a good project for you. I think you should take some time say, and I, just look at now, every single athlete that's come through this state <laughs> and then you. cross-reference. Right. I think you need some office hours for this, and I think this is a good project. Please don't. Kyle, great project Kyle, for call. Me. Now he's got Yurko. Yurko's going to start looking now, <laughs> which is the last thing we need. Speaking of trivia, though, Yurko was going to quiz me on an NFL. We um, got some stuff, but I'm not quizzing you. Adam Abdallah. Oh, Abdallah's quizzing me? He's going to quiz you. And I will be a, a helping hand. Uh, a helping I hand? I'll be a lifeline. If you need one, I will be your lifeline. I, and I will be your father figure. <laughs> you guys forgot one name, by the way. All right, well, it's uh, a big we always one. do, but yeah, I mean. When, uh, when Cole Komet wins six championships, oh, my friend. Uh, oh, jeez. No, the Twitchers here. are upset that you guys didn't mention Rodney Harrison. And it's Rodney Dennis Harrison. Kelly. There you go. And it's Dennis Kelly. Dennis Kelly. Okay. Out of Marion Catholic <laughs> again. The aforementioned Marion Catholic. And I'm guessing what? Rodney won, what, three Super Bowls with the Pats? Does that sound right? Did he yeah, win three? He never won anything with San Diego. So at least we're, like, in the right ballpark, right? We got Nanku won three. I think Rodney won three. D-Wade won three. So we're, I think we're... Harrison's we, only a two-time champ. Rodney's oh, two-time champ. Oh, so Rodney's champ. only two-time, so he wouldn't yeah. be it anyway. There you go. Rodney's only a two-timer, so... And I believe Candace Parker only has won two championships. See? So we, so we are all over it. So stick it. We are on Twitch. it. Like yeah. white on rice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why. We didn't mention Harrison because we already mentioned the two guys that have won more titles than he has won. So take that. We still could be missing an obvious one. I don't know. The phones are ringing, so Abdallah's... He's just... Now Somebody's Abdallah's got to deal with the shrapnel... You know, like he's like, yeah, they already said that guy. Yeah, they talked about that person. Yeah, they're in the who who they say we're forgetting Adam Chelios. Ooh, Chelly, Chelly won three Stanley Cups, right? One with Montreal, two with Detroit. I'm guessing. So there you go, Chelly. I, I think Chelly's a three time champion. A three timer. I'm guessing one with Montreal, two with Detroit for Chelly. That's an excellent call. Eddie O's won one, but only one. Oh, Andrea Guadala. I see that in the Twitch ah, chat. That might be it. Because he has four, right? I think he does. That could be it. Now, Twitch, you got okay, something. Okay, so there you go, Twitch. Andrea Guadala. Coming ex- after excellent us. Excellent call. Iguodala, I think, was there for four. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's a part of the. It's it's Draymond, Iggy, Clay, and, Steph. and Steph. Those yeah, are that, the four guys. Yeah, who have, four and eight years, right, Chris? Yeah. Is that what they ripped off? Four out of eight, I think. Uh, Ray he, Ray Nitschke went to Maywood High School. Boy, now you're oh, really he's out going of Maywood. back, though. Well, I got you. I'm going back. I'm just. I mean, Ray trying Nitsch- to figure it out. Holy, he's sweet. from Illinois. Played for the Packers. Sweet How about Jesus. that? <laughs> yeah, he's and he's a Packer all time great. Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh, poor Adam. I mean, look at the phones now. <laughs> this is Kyle, the bane of his look what, existence. Look what you did, Kyle. <laughs> They're saying Mike Wagner. 
Mike Wagner. Mike they Wagner. Saying. Who's They're Mike saying, Wagner? I'd look, Google it, man. I don't know. This guy's telling me. What's your name? Mike Wagner. Bob, Bob saying Mike Wagner. Bob saying Steelers, Mike Wagner. championships with the Steelers, oh, my Oh, Mike friends. Wagner from the Steelers? Do you remember yeah. White Mike Wagner? He was here? a safety kid. Well, we're looking for five now. Has anyone got five? We, we have four. With the NFL. He went to Western we Illinois. We're looking for five. Looking anyone for five. got five? Thanks, we got it. five out there. We're ESPN, looking for five. You got five championships. Got five? What's your name? Anyone so, got so, five? And Mike was there for all four? If yeah. Wagner was there for all Who's four of the Steelers? All right. So it's Wagner and Iguodala. We just said that. When you're Mike Wagner, forgive me, like... When you're oh, back in the '70s, Mike Wagner was a stud. Well, but I mean, when, he was slinging beef all over town. I'm sure he what was. What are you talking about? When you ask me about the steel curtain, I can give you Mean Joe Green and Jack Lambert and and Mel, Mel Blunt and Mel Blunt, Donnie Shell, Donnie Shell, you LC Greenwood. LC Greenwood, yeah. thank you. Steve uh, Furness. I said Jack Hammer. Jack Lambert. How about Mean Joe Green? Me, I said Mean Joe Green. Jack Ham. Jack Ham. It's the one you forgot. We're looking for five. Dwight we White. got five. Anyone got five? I'm not, I couldn't pull a, a well, Mike Wagner, so I apologize. Twi- Twitchers are on to Twitch, another one. Another uh, one. We are forgetting the best one, yeah, my friends. This might be it. And it's, it's five. Wait, it's is five. Legit? It's is this five. a legit five? I'm counting as five. a... Wait, hold on. What sport? Eight-time NFL champion, my friend. Eight Eight-time. Is it Red Grange? Oh, you have an eight-timer? I have a five over here. Eight-time, 21, 32, 33, 40, 41, 43, 46, and 63. Papa Bear Hallis. Oh, Papa Bear. Bear. Hallis is a five-time NFL champ, though. A five-time NFL champ. So does that count for you? Well, yeah. Five times. How many guys have won five? So it's George Hallis. He's the five. We're looking for six. Anyone got six? Anyone got oh, six oh, out there? Oh, so you're saying Hallis is So they're the, saying Papa Bear is the oh, guy. He was a player, though. He played early on those early teams. They're not talking about the 63 one, He's kid. got rings. Yeah, rings. But I, 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 how much did Hallis actually play on those teams? Oh, it's here. So no bench warmers, Gatekeeping George Hallis. Oh, look at you. Wow. What did I didn't right. count? Because wow. I only played the run. I didn't All right. count. my heavens. Uh, all right. As a player... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tomzak has won. Mike Tomzak. He was a kicker, mostly. Okay. Well, I, got, I mean, no, you hate kickers. Wow. Doesn't this, this is my job. Does this conversation start with the kicker? What are yeah. we talking about? The kid from Western Springs, yeah, right? With Jake Come Elliott. on. Yeah, you're a little buddy. They, they don't Come call on. him Jumbo Elliott. Who do you think wow. you are? George Hallett? We're looking for sex. Stretch. Anyone got sex? Why are you, you got sex? Are you tough. even from Chicago? I'm taking a vowel off of one of your names. It's a little bit of a stretch, if you ask me. You're now just a Car- Carmen DeFalque. One I of think those vowels I, is gone now, I, my friend. I think we're reaching a little <laughs> bit on that one, you guys. Carmen DeFlicchio. I mean, yeah, what's going it. on? Carmen just wants to end it at Iguodala uh, By the way, was, yeah, I think Iguodala is the answer. And by the way, it was six NFL championships for Papa Bear. It was he was coach. He coached six of the championship teams. None his, of them Super his, Bowl. His Wikipedia says eight-time NFL champion, and his pro. F- Football reference has five-time NFL champions. Don't so. forget about the mythical championships that they were winning. <laughs> well, you know, it's like college. Mythical championship. <laughs> they might not be technically counting the 21 championship because it wasn't officially the NFL yet. It was still like the American League the of Professional yeah, Football. Are, yeah, the, y, the championship down at the Y. They okay, are. So That's what you, it was. But you, they're counting that one, yes. We well, have then broken it down today. We have broken it down. And the it was Tuesday on a tiebreaker. You know that, Bowl. right? That twenty, that one in nineteen twenty-one was on a tiebreaker. Oh, a tiebreaker. Yeah. Did we even play a game? Flip no. the coin. Coin flip. All right. So we if, have broken it down wow. today. This is the best show we've done all year. <laughs> if you oh, count man. that one, all right. Papa Bear won as a coach. 
won titles in 21, 33, Papa 40, 41, 46, Bears, Bears. Dynasty in 63. In 63. Those are the six titles. There's so, your answer. There it is. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Stop calling me, people. God. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Super Bowl week, NFL talk. LeBron James breaking, uh, making history potentially tonight. If not tonight, you think it'd be Thursday. Just 36 points shy of passing Kareem as the NBA's all-time leading scorer. It's Carmen and York on ESPN 1000. All right, what was that list before we got sidetracked? About uh, NFL apparel, is that what it was? The annual list is out of who did best yes. in 2022? Yes, the NFL apparel by Lids. Lids released it. their jerseys that have been sold out of there, 1 through 10. Uh, most popular jersey in which state, mm. that sort of thing. So Yurko did tell me Bears were sixth on the list. Is that right? Bears sixth apparel? on the list sixth for in apparel. 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 Sixth in apparel. Everything. That's everything. everything. Hats, Socks. jerseys. So there were five NFL teams that outsold the Bears last there year? There were. All right, yes. I'm going to guess Dallas. Number one. Number one. Dallas is the Always most popular football team in the country. Yeah, you've got to get a new fitted to go with your uh, jean shorts every year. That's yeah. right. It really is something. Uh, I'd go with Philadelphia. Four. Ooh, that's a good call. All right. I'm going to say Chiefs. No. Wow. Ninth. Yeah, All not right. enough people. Um, Kansas City. I'll say uh, Minnesota. Not on the list. Damn. Because T- You know why I would have guessed Bay. that? Because of uh, Jeff, Justin Jefferson. Tampa, Tampa Bay. Tampa. Not on the list. Carm, think of a, uh, a legendary franchise in history that has moved locations. Uh, oh, Vegas. Number two. Ooh, Vegas. Number two. Nice. Vegas. Good call. All right, so Vegas was two. Dallas won, Vegas two. What about Cincinnati because of Burrow and uh, Chase? No. Oh, wow. Because I'm just trying to think, like, who sells a lot of jerseys. How about the Green Bay Packers? Number 10. Number 10. Number 10. They're on the list. Just reading something about the uh, Green Bay Packers. He's at it again, this guy. Oh, no, Uh is he? Well, tell us that in a minute, too. Hold on. I want to hear about it. Come on, get your things um, here. So, how about one of the Los Angeles teams? No, no. Uh, one of the one of the coasts in Ca- one of the a team in California. I'll give you that. San, San Francisco. Francisco. That's number three. There you go. So there you need go. number five. It's a, a classic, a classic uh, NFL team with a new quarterback. Uh, Steelers. Steelers. Yes, number five. There you go. There rounds out Steelers. your top. There you go. Your top, top six. Five. Bears checked in at six. Yeah, top six. Did what did Aaron Rodgers do now? Now what did he do? So of course he's on with his boy, the punter. Oh, that's right. That's today. Yeah, and uh, it's not McAfee show. He talked about uh, retiring the same offseason as Tom Brady. Said the idea that I wouldn't want to share the stage at the Hall of Fame with Tom Brady and JJ Rott or JJ Watt. I think is ridiculous. Um, so he's still, he hasn't decided. He goes an opportunity. He's had an opportunity to do a little self reflection and some self isolation. Ayahuasca. Uh, no, but here's no. what he is. Okay, so he does uh, a darkness retreat mm. for four nights. He sits in a sensory deprivation isolation yeah. chamber for four days and four nights. It stimulates D- uh, st- stimulates DMT, and there can be some hallucinations. Jeez, this guy is hallucinating. What do you mean? He doesn't sit in there all day and all night. He says like an isolation chamber. So it's like pitch black. There's no sound. There's nothing. He's not in like that, uh, like the water. Float 60. No, no, no. He's not doing that. But he's in a room that is soundproof and no light. 
and everything. For four days straight? She's basically in solitary confinement for for four days straight. That sounds like you're in the hole in Mm -hmm. prison. That can't be fun. Yeah. He's going to go through this week and take his isolation retreat and contemplate all things my future. (laughs) Can you believe this guy, Yurko? His isolation retreat. It's not as douchey as what he said on the golf course over the weekend, though. I'll say that. Yeah, well, that's true. He wasn't as douchey today on McAfee show as he was over the weekend. <laughs> nah. Well, listen, and then you come to find out he's a sandbagger. Yeah, which is even worse. His, his, at his own personal club, he's a three. Now, listen, I get it. You go play a tougher course. Maybe the slope rating gets you a couple more strokes. But you're not going from a three to a ten. It's not happening. I mean, I know it's Pebble Beach. That can't happen, though, can no, it? Oh, that's the worst. From a three to a ten? Distance is the greatest effect on the handicap. Distance. Distance. Yeah. Really? Not like... Uh, Distance. No kidding. Distance is what you, where your strokes go on and go off. I guess if you're playing, of course, yeah. 7,200 or 6,400... That is yeah, the greatest for amateur determiner. Golfers, yes. I could see that. You got that's got to be right. It's good distance. point. I'm like it doesn't you. matter for the pros, but for us, that's a good point. Yes, that's the difference for us from shooting like eighty-seven on a good day to ninety-six. Trust me, we play right. a silver tee tournament out by us, where you plan from the ladies' tees, and you don't know where to put the ball no more. <laughs> You're reaching bunkers you never thought you'd reach. What what am I doing? And, and it's awesome. still the game is still from a hundred in. That's great. Yeah, right, it, yeah. It is pretty interesting that golf courses are set up with all that stuff because, like, I play with my wife, so she tees off from the women's tee, and our first shot usually ends up pretty yeah, close pretty to the close. same spot. So then, from there on in, we're all playing the same basic yes. shot. It's amazing how that distance, yeah, it works. It makes perfect sense. I think in the world of amateur golf, it's a huge determining factor. So that you're, makes Yurko's sense. right. Like if you're playing from the tees that are up, yeah. like that must totally mess up. Like, like how do well, you approach all those different holes? I don't know. That's a good point. I mean, the minute I get, <laughs> I out never of course, shoot better. Yeah, right. Never shoot better from the silver tees in the, in our tournament. Than no, I don't shoot better. Wow, See, I shoot I, worse. I don't know, man. When I, you you get me on a, go, a golf course and I have to play from seven thousand, I know I'm in for a long afternoon. Yeah. Like, well, now I'm not hitting seven driver, eight irons. It's driver, driver. It's, yeah, it's like four iron. Now I'm hitting four iron into everything, and that's a disaster utility waiting to happen. Wood, yeah, utility right. wood, utility wood, a lot of utility wood, a lot of two twenty in on a par four. I'm yeah, like, I'm screwed now. And, and then I'm warning all the worms. Here it comes, worm burner, straight down the fairway. Stupid golf, it's so hard. One inch off, one inch off the ground. It's so hard. Decapitating worms as I go. <laughs> All right, so Rogers is going into a think tank, basically, sort of, an isolation chamber. Aaron, yeah, Ro- Aaron Rodgers is going to go into the hole. He's doing prison time now. He's basically going to try to hallucinate what he should do. Now, listen, if I, I'm not telling him what to do, but aren't mushrooms legal in uh, yeah in certain states now? Yeah, I don't think so. Even if they're not legal, I mean, I you can always anyway. get them. Yeah, does, does the uh, NFL test for mushrooms? Can you test for mushrooms? I'm sure, I don't I'm sure you can. Hallucinate yourself into retirement. Be done with it already. Give us all a break. I'm sick of it. You've had enough, Carl. I Jeez. don't want to see him anymore. I don't want to bring up the record against the Bears anymore. I'm done. Well, if he's not here, it doesn't matter. Unless the Bears play a team that he goes to. Well, right. That could happen. Although, he's going to the Jets if he goes anywhere, isn't he? What are you looking at here? I wanted to show you the picture of the cowbell guy. There. That's Catan. That's the guy he irritates the living it's Horatio hell out Sands. Of it. Is that who it is? Horatio Sands? Horatio yeah, Sands. It's Horatio Sands. Yeah. And no, Horatio's the big fat guy here. 
Yeah, so who does he... Who's the guy who, in noise in the brown guy's jacket? Either uh, Eric uh, Chris Parnell. Chris, Chris Parnell. Parnell. That's, That's the guy that gets irritated. I would have never been Chris able to Parnell's remember Chris Parnell's awesome. Yeah, he's pretty... Yeah. He does a lot of stuff now. Like, he does a lot of, like, voice work now. He's great. Yeah, he's Jerry. Good. Did you finish Tar? Jerry and what? No, I didn't finish Tar. No? No, because I can't finish anything anymore. Right, I'm it's not, hard with the I'm not, Yeah, I'm not yeah. trying to get into like, uh, but I get home at, I get home at like 8, well, 8, 30, you, 8, 40. You finished once in the last and 10 it months. Is, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> hey! <laughs> can we get that for line of the day? Can we get final word? It's too late. Oh, Just end it now. That was brought to you by Bath Planet. That was pretty good. That that's was, it. That yeah, was brought to it. you by Bath that Planet. Was the, that, that was the final it. word. We're taking the last segment off. Why don't you just, as the baby, after you feed and change her, is she sleep and just hold her and yeah. watch him watch the end of the movie? Because there's stuff that, that that Whitney wants to watch, and I get uh, back, and so we watch that. We watched like an hour and a half of The Bachelor last night. Ooh, oh, my God. See, that's weird. No, I, see, to oh. me, that's way more interesting than Tar. Way more more interesting. Ugh. Bachelor? Way Come more interesting. You, you haven't gotten past that? Like, no, uh-uh. It's hey, America's I, greatest comedy. I, 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 I've got to go down and build a shelf or something, you know? Build a shelf? Well, anything but watch The Bachelor. Anything. Oh, my God. No, it's I'm going to go Amer- myself. It is America's oh. greatest comedy, my friend. You <laughs> yeah. guys can keep The Office. You can keep Seinfeld. The Bachelor oh keeps this God. nation laughing. I cannot believe that it's even still on. Yeah. People still watch that. Oh, it's amazing. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, we're not getting it. smarter, kid. Well, let me know hey, when you finish Tar. I might not. At some point. <laughs> yeah, really? Just, hey, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this weekend. Okay, we'll see. Maybe, maybe not. Crosstalk coming up in 15. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. You want to hear a little more of uh, Brady and Belichick, York? Sure, not together not? too often anymore. This Why is not? from Brady's podcast. Well, first of all, we love Belichick on the podcast declaring. It's players that win championships, not coaches. That's right. Players win. Players got to play. Tom Brady and Belichick uh, have a little exchange here. And no surprise, Bill thinks Tom is the GOAT. The greatest player, the greatest career, the great, great person. Such an, an opportunity and an honor for me to coach Tom. I, I guess I guess it's got in at some point. It's the greatest one ever. So congratulations, Tom. Appreciate it. Tom, what did Bill do to bring out the best in you? Oh, boy. I think it's more what did he not do to bring out the best in me. He, uh, you know, everyone always says I was just very lucky. I mean, I think part of it, you know, I came into my uh, career and got drafted by the Patriots. I always joke, you know, I had no f-ing idea where New England was when I got drafted. I mean, I flew into Providence, which really confuses you if you're coming from the West Coast because I'm like, Boston, oh, Providence. And, you know, it was Coach Belichick's first year there. And, you know, we came in together. And I always think for so many young players, you know, who's going to be there? Anybody could get drafted to a place. Who's going to turn you into something? Who's going to develop you? Who's going to take you under their wing? And sometimes it's a player that does it. I had someone that really saw something in me that, you know, not a lot, a lot of other people did. That's pretty good stuff from Brady there, actually. Getting to New England, not knowing anybody, mm-hmm. wondering why he's flying into Providence, Rhode Island. Because <laughs> it's closer. It's closer than Boston. Closer to the facility than Boston is. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, like, uh, it's pretty interesting to hear him say that. And, and admit that, you know, I was a little lucky. Sometimes you got to get a little lucky. Then you got to know what to do with it. 
But like going to a place with someone like Bill Belichick and being able to be taught and mentored and tutored. But, it, you know, that's why it's uh, sweet music, man. When you get the good coach and the good and the great player, that's how you rip off title after title. Look at Andy Reid and Mahomes. Like, we'll keep going back to that example now. And Andy Reid's always been a good coach. He had a very good quarterback in Donovan McNabb. Very good. And they got close a couple of times. What, they went to four straight eight, uh, NFC title games, right? I think they went to four in a row and won and went to one Super Bowl and lost. Yes, But and I lost. think they went to four straight. And Donovan was good. Obviously, McNabb is better. And now Andy's in a third Super Bowl in four years with Patrick, uh, Patrick Mahomes. With Mahomes, yeah. So when you combine, like, the great coach with the unbelievable transcendent player... Good things happen. That's it. That's how you hit it, man. That's it. That is. And like, that was Andy's first year down in uh, in 99. It was his first year in Philadelphia when they picked up on Donovan McNabb. Yeah. And they didn't have the first pick. No, Donovan was, was the, the third. Third? Well, maybe was it's it second. Couch, Achilles Smith, and Donovan? Does that sound right? Yeah, I, I, I think that's the I way I thought Achilles went. Smith I went second. It, I, yeah. I'll double check. Second or third. It could have been Tim Couch first. Donovan, and the Cleveland made the mistake there. Well, yeah. I mean, Achilles Smith busted out. He wasn't any good. Cade McNown busted out. He wasn't any good. Dante Culpepper was the fifth quarterback taken in that draft. And he was okay. Yeah. I think Achilles Smith went third. McNabb was... I mean, yeah, Yurko was right. McNabb went second. He went second. Okay, my bad. And Achilles Smith I, went I third. that up, yeah. Good job. Edron James went fourth. Ooh, nice. Uh, Ricky good. Williams, fifth. Torrey Holt, sixth. That's a hell Champ man. Bailey, seven. Come on. Yeah. So you have two Hall of Famers in the top uh, seven. You're probably at some point going to have a third, right? Yeah, Isn't Torrey Holt. Holt will, Torrey Holt's going to get in. You remember Coach Ditka. Yeah. Right? It was yes. all the picks for Ricky. Yeah. Everybody for Ricky. And, and then Ricky and had dra- his best success after he left. And they drafted Culp- uh, not Culpepper. They drafted uh, Deuce McAllister. Yeah, yeah. In so 2001, then, uh, I think. Oh, oh, uh, well, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, 2001. Yeah. That's right. That was the draft that uh, Mark, we talked about it recently. Mark Hadley wanted him. And uh, Mark Hatley used to be the personnel chief for the Bears. And Ted Phillips wouldn't let him go back in the first round. Yeah. And he won. And so he drafted. He waited to the second round and drafted Anthony Thomas instead. He wanted Deuce McAllister. That's a hell of a draft. You're going to have three Hall of Fame players in the first seven picks. That's pretty damn good. The worst of the worst was Cade. I mean, uh, and granted, uh, Cade went right after Culpepper Yerk. So when Couch McNabb, Achilles Smith... Then it went Dante Culpepper at 11, Cade uh, McNown at 12. I got gotcha. you. And Cade was by far the worst out of all yes. of them. Like, like, at least Couch tried to hang around for a little while. I want to say even Achilles Smith did for a couple of seasons. He was pretty bad. But the, um, McCown was the word, the attitude and everything else. He was the absolute worst. Which, at least the player that was after him, Troy Edwards to Pittsburgh, He's who was he? Yeah, yeah, he was a nobody, a, right? A, so at least buster. there wasn't a Hall of Famer directly yeah. behind the Bears' selection. Uh, the 89 draft, four of the first five picks are Hall of Famers. Four of the first five? Aikman, Barry Ooh. Sanders, Derek Thomas, and Deion Sanders. Come on, dude. The only one not? Tony Mandrich. Oh my God. You want to talk about like Part of the all-time bus. And, and Atwater, Atwater is later in the first round. He's in the Hall of Fame. That's now, crazy. Too. You know who's taking four picks after Cade McNown, though, that was really good? Who? The freak, Javon Curse. Javon Curse had a nice career. A little truncated because he got banged up. But, I mean, he was awesome those first couple years, remember? Yeah, defensive end. Yes, absolutely. All-time bad, bad, bad. Anyway, but uh, this is like the sweet music that's made when you get the great quarterback or you get the great player. You get the great coach. It was why Michael and Phil made sweet music together. Because Phil knew how to do things a certain way 
that really helped an NBA locker room. Not so much X's and O's. Because, like, in the NBA, when it comes down to it, you had Michael. You know, and it's like best on best, and your best is better than everybody else, right? right? It's kind of like, all right, you can do all, you can talk about the triangle all we want. We can give Cartwright the first five touches of the game, right, Yerk? But when it came down to it in the fourth quarter of every big game and every playoff game, like, what was it? It was Michael, it was Scotty. I mean, like, your best. But Phil, to his credit, Phil was a master motivator. Master. Phil knew how, like you always say, how do you can, how does a coach understand that guys need to be treated differently? Yeah. And it's even harder in the NBA because it's a small room and there's potential for it to go haywire. And Phil knew, he knew what each guy needed, what each guy wanted, and he'd pick out the right book for, now here's your reading assignment, Michael, and here's yours, Bill Wennington, and here's yours, Steve Kerr, and who knows if you ever gave Rodman a reading? I'm not sure, but uh, I'm Scotty, sure he tried for you. I'm sure he tried, and he and he knew the Zen stuff. And let's he did the Aaron Rodgers. Let's turn the lights off and get in a circle. And now you and he knew how to work the refs better than anybody. He knew how to call timeouts. Those are the things Phil did well. And you combine that with all that great talent, and you know the rest is just out of the rest is history. So uh, tomorrow we're going to talk to our buddy Luke Pergani from Prop Swap. He's going out to Arizona, York. Wonderful. He's going to. He didn't golf. invite. He didn't invite you. He out? didn't even invite me. Jeez. You know, real nice. Not for nothing. Not My good. heavens. I mean, come on. Get the I mean, you'd like to play jet. a little golf, no? <sighs> Please. This time of year, I would. I would like to play a little. Of course, golf. Arizona. Just a I can only take a little golf at this point. I, w- I would like to go to that tournament more than anything. He's going to the tournament on Saturday. Then he's going to the Super Bowl on Sunday. So we'll talk to him about the fun and the shenanigans. Todd Furman's going to be with us later in the week. He'll join us Thursday live in Vegas for one final preview of Super Bowl 57 before we get things going on Sunday afternoon. And I can't wait. Uh, Waddle and Sylvia are going to come in for Crosstalk. They're doing their big Twitch watch again. Did you know that? They're doing the big pregame. Uh, I did not know that. Yeah, I think you have to be part of it for a little bit, too. I don't know if they Yeah, I call you. in Sunday. You're going to call I usually in call Sunday? in, yeah. Me too. The minute they start, 102, I'm on board. I don't and know. And then you're out by like 115. 107. 107? Yeah. You got five solid minutes. You got five solid minutes of Yurko coming up on uh, Sunday, Waddle. Five of the best minutes available. Oh, he'll you got to like plan it. it for when Big Cat or Wilbon are calling in. Oh, it always they, happens. They kick you off. It always happens. Trust me, I know. Let me know when Big Cat's calling up. Oh, you're good to see you. Sylvia always looking over your shoulder. Hey, somebody more important's coming down here. Look right. who's in the lobby. Oh, hey. Good to see Yerk as he passes by and goes big times for me with somebody else. Crosstalk is coming up next. We'll do that in two minutes. Bill Belichick has the final word brought to you by Bath Planet. Carmen and Yerko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final word. You had to have the last word. On Carmen and Yerko. It's players that win championships, not coaches. 